David Tice is a friend, an investor and one of the truly insightful money managers that I know. He was famous as the prudent bear, cashing out of an investment fund that made money when the market went down, just as the panic from the 2008 crash was peaking. David is back in the investment game again, presciently seeing opportunity in gold. But his side business is making movies, and he has come out with one of the most important films ever made. Welcome, David Tice. Glad to be with you, Kevin. All right, let's talk history a bit. What caused you in the early 2000s to develop the Prudent Bear Fund? Well, Kevin, I had a research business that was helping money managers see the other side, and I was providing sell recommendations. During that time, I became a bit of an amateur economist. I witnessed the credit excesses and became a student of the Austrian School of Economics. And I learned that we were essentially printing way too much money. We were developing a credit bubble. I actually sponsored a symposium at the Waldorf Hotel September 21st, 1999, and said that this would end very, very badly. It was covered by the Wall Street Journal the next morning. And of course it did end badly. And, and you made money when the stock market went down, something most Americans don't understand at all. Yes, we made a lot of money for clients in 00, 01, and 02 because we were providing professionally managed short side portfolio management when, which defended other people's long positions. Yeah, so it's a way to make money even when the market goes down. Um, now, let's switch just for a second because shortly after that, you got into the movie business. And I've got uh, Soul Surfer here a movie that, that you made. How did you get involved in that? Well, this kind of fell into my lap. I ended up going to Sundance Film Festival, and I told a, a girlfriend that I traveled with I was not going to invest in a movie. And, and sure enough, I ended up meeting some people. I was sold on this story. I ended up not meeting Bethany at the time, but that was right at the time when faith-based films were starting to take off. Yeah, and Beth, Bethany's Bethany Hamilton. Uh, she's a surfer, and tell us a little about her story. Yeah, so Bethany Hamilton ended up losing her arm to a shark when she was about 13 years old, and she is a devout Christian. She had great faith. She had great intestinal fortitude. She ended up coming back and essentially winning championships, competing against people with two arms. It's truly one of the most amazing stories. And Soul Surfer told that story, her story of faith and how she came back and, you know, championed, became a true champion. Yeah, no, you had some great people in the movie. My copy here is signed by Kevin Sorbo when he came in the studio, and you had Dennis Quaid in the film and Helen Hunt. I mean, these are great Hollywood actors. It was a great experience for my life. And so we ended up touching, you know, lots of people's lives. A lot of young girls saw it, you know, when they were 10 to 14 that, you know, had a, had a big <laughs> That's impression exactly on my life. two daughters. Yeah. They saw it. It, yeah. it had a huge impression on them. How did the movie do? So it actually did really well. It ended up getting a uh, A1 cinema score, you know, which is something that's rarely achieved. It ended up doing about $40 million domestic box office. Wow, that's phenomenal. But, but total revenue was actually more than $100 million. We've got a new movie out. It is not as upbeat as Soul Surfer. 
uh, but we need to watch it. It's important for America. Can we roll the trailer? Sure. The electricity grid goes down. You're back in the 1880s pre-electricity. We knock out a thousand transformers and you'll wind up with massive social disruption. Top former energy official claims an attack on an American power grid was terrorism. Virtually every study I've heard has an anarchistic component. That leads to rioting. It is almost inevitable. Imagine what will happen in Atlanta if there is no food, no power, and no money, and no transportation. Only people with guns and the boldness to go and take what they need to survive will live. It could literally end civilization as we know it. Cyber attack. Terrorism. Even a massive solar flare. They're all capable of exposing the power grid as America's Achilles heel. Of particular concern to me are people who believe it's God's will to destroy us. Our electric power grids are as vulnerable to cyber attack as the thousands upon thousands of businesses, companies, government agencies that have already been hacked over the last few months. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. We spend $800 billion on our military and we're not willing to spend 50 to 100 billion to protect our society? I can't think of another area in Homeland Security where the threat is greater and we've done less. It's considered one of the gravest threats facing this nation, and most Americans probably never even heard of it. Until now. Wow, David, you went from a uh, tragic but hopeful story uh, to one that is a threat to all Americans. I think this is a really important film. Thank you for making it. Well, thank you, Kevin. It's been a labor of love, and the trailer is certainly dire, but we actually have a very positive ending that we'll see at the end. We are a strong nation and we can overcome this. There needs to be a movement that can fight for this and we can make it happen. Well, we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into the risk and what we should do about it. David, 
Your film makes it clear that there really is a risk to our electric grid, and there are dire consequences if we don't address it. Now, I, I've written about that in both my books. I was inside the Pentagon. I talked to the admirals and generals about the risk. And no one had the answer a dozen years ago. Tell us, how serious would a grid failure be to America? So this failure truly is... Uh, could kill between 75% to 90% of American Stop citizens. Stop a second. Three quarters to 90% of Americans could die if we don't have electricity. Correct. When you look at what is required to live, we need air for three minutes, water uh, for three days. Electricity is probably just as important after water. And actually, you could argue that you need electricity more than water because water is generated from electricity. Our so municipal you, water system requires electricity. So you can't survive more than three minutes without air. You can't survive more than three days without water. And really, past a certain point, you can't survive without electricity, at least in modern society. Exactly. So where that 75% to 90% came from is a commission called the EMP Commission that was mandated by Congress. It operated for 17 years. It was staffed by some of the smartest scientists in the country. And they studied this phenomena, what life would be like without electricity. Yep. So you can imagine, you, you don't have water, you don't have food, you don't have food coming back in. You have neighbors breaking in to your house because they realize their eight-year-old is dying and therefore they see that you have food. You have people from various parts of the city are coming in. It could truly be chaos. Oh, absolutely. And Peter Pry was part of that commission. I know Dr. Pry is a phenomenal guy. Well, let's watch the opening from your movie, Grid Down, and then we'll talk about it. You ever stop and realize how fragile all this is? Wouldn't take much all to throw us right back into barbaric times. All you'd have to do would be eliminate electricity. New York, one of the biggest cities in the world, plunges into darkness in the blink of an eye. It's just after 4 p.m. on August 14th, 2003, and an unthinkable disaster becomes reality. A cascade of power failures shuts down electricity in southeast Canada and across eight northeastern states. Cities like New York are brought to a complete standstill. Hundreds of people are trapped in subway tunnels, while the traffic above becomes a nightmare of gridlock. In all, 55 million people lost power for up to two days. The main culprit? A sagging high-voltage power line in northern Ohio that brushed up against an overgrown tree. Just listen to esteemed U.S. Senator Angus King in questioning the CEO of the primary regulator for the electric utility industry. There's a weird calmness about this hearing. This is not calm. The Russians are already in the grid. This is not a threat. 
This is happening. We are under attack. We are in a very dangerous place. I just think this has to be an emergency, an urgent situation. Wow, an emergency situation. That's what he said. It's urgent. You know, you turn on the TV and you see uh, Russian tanks in Ukraine and you realize we may be at the beginning of World War III. And if we are using an EMP or other weapon to take down the grid or a solar flare or a cyber attack or a physical attack, I mean, these are all, I mean, they'll shell a nuclear power plant. What would they do to our grid? So there's a lot of complacency for Americans because we haven't seen war you know, on our on shores. Our shores right. uh, however, enemies that are extremely sinister, like we've seen expressed by Vladimir Putin lately, I mean, they can take out civilians and they can decide to bring war to our homeland. And therefore, if they can easily knock out our infrastructure and kill tens of millions of Americans, it's possible they could do that. They have that in their war plans. So let's stop here a second. Right now, I would say that the scientific consensus, and I've been at the commission levels, I've talked to a lot of the people you've got featured in your films, I've been in the congressional hearings, the consensus is that our grid is at risk. It could fail, and it could be taken down. I mean, Ted Koppel did this, your film covers it, that's a reality. I mean, much more than the climate change consensus. This is so possible, and it is such a gargantuan risk. And frankly, the American people need to stand up and demand that action is taken. Our military, for 40 years, has fought to defend their own infrastructure, their missile systems, the command control centers, etc. And as was said in our trailer from General Robert Spaulding, why haven't we protected our civilian infrastructure? Yeah, no, it really is a, it's a crisis. People talk about climate change and it might have an impact in 10 years or 50 years or 100 years and, and so forth. This is something that could happen in an instant. Exactly. So we've got three grids. We've got an eastern grid, a western grid, and a Texas grid. And we've got uh, infrastructure that's patchwork, that's been pulled together. You've got uh, transformers that were built decades ago that are operating. We don't have backups for them. There are a whole lot of serious risks that we have with this grid. And yet, despite the fact that we know what, what's going on and how to fix it, nobody's doing anything. Very true. And it certainly is a travesty. And we have Texas Senator Bob Hall, who plays a big role in the movie, who is a, a phenomenal patriot, who was actually involved earlier in his life as uh, involved in helping harden the Minuteman missile system. When he worked for and, the Air Force. Yeah. And then in the last 10 years, he has worked for legislation. He essentially says that the utilities have had numerous chances to stand up and do the right thing, and frankly, they failed us. Well, they have. Well, we're going to take another break. When we come back, let's talk solutions. What can and should we do to protect our grid? Okay, David. So who would want to take down our electric grid? Doesn't everybody love America? Unfortunately, they don't, Kevin. Uh, so there's several different actors who could bring it down. It could be a nation state. You know, frankly, we've seen Russia is filled with some, some bad guys, Vladimir Putin, China. 
we have North Korea and Iran. So those are the big four. And they all have the technical capability, whether it's a suitcase nuke or whether it's something in the stratosphere or a missile or even just a hacking. Uh, Correct. And really, there's four big threats. There's physical attack, there's cyber attack, there's an electromagnetic pulse attack, and as you mentioned before, a solar flare. But essentially, all our adversaries could potentially bring us down. The other threat actor could be a terrorist organization. A terrorist organization might be able to uh, procure a suitcase EMP. You know, they can do a physical attack and as few as nine substations, if they were taken out, could essentially cause a coast-to-coast grid-down scenario. I remember when I first started talking about this, people would say, don't talk about that, our enemies might find out. They all know exactly what it takes to take down America. If you could decapitate America for the price of a million dollars or something, which is what is possible, you could pay a hacker or whatever, in any of those those options, or if nobody did it, uh, the sun sends off these flares, solar flares that could take down our grid. You know, we're at risk no matter how you look at it. Well put, exactly. So solar flares, we ended up having a Carrington event that occurred in 1859. We certainly were not nearly as electronically engaged as we are today. And the telegraph system was shut down. Essentially, telegraph operators were sent to the hospital. This was an enormous uh, geomagnetic storm. And if something like that occurred, it would create the same kind of gamma waves that an electromagnetic pulse attack would cause, and it would fry electronics and knock out transformers. And Lloyd's of London actually did a report and found that there was significant risk in the future of something like that is occurring. Yeah, no, and, and, and as you mentioned before, that could kill 75 to 90 percent of the population because they wouldn't be able to pump gasoline so they couldn't have transportation. They wouldn't be able to get water because the water system would shut down. They wouldn't be able to get medicine. They wouldn't be able to get food. It would be an urban nightmare. Uh, I suppose Phil Robertson, my friend, who uh, the Duck Dynasty guy, he could probably live on the land, shoot ducks, and so forth, but most of Americans would die. And the ones that survived might not like what was left, especially teenagers who would say, what, I have no cell phone? What am I going to do? But the truth is, we're at risk, but we could do something about this, couldn't we? Yes, we could. And, And the film outlines several different solutions. And if you'd like, I can lay out a few of those. Yeah, please. Okay. One of the things that we feel like ought to be done is there ought to be a central authority. There ought to be a presidential appointment, somebody responsible for the grid at a cabinet level official who reports to the American public. And this needs to be a massive move to uh, protect our grid. Secondly, there needs to be... Like an Operation Warp Speed, right? Exactly. Okay. Al- almost like a Manhattan Project or something like that that we... Uh, and we should start that now. Yeah. Secondly, uh, there needs to be equipment paid for. There is equipment that can harden the grid. There can be uh, essentially substations can be reworked, and it's not that expensive. Estimates are that it should be close to $100 per citizen, and that equipment can be paid for. We believe that the taxpayer should pay for this rather than the utilities and put it I'd through the rate. I'd pay for it. Right. You've got my $100 
500 from my family or whatever. Okay, what's exactly. the third one? So we fought for 40 years getting the utilities to pay for it. Let's have the government pay for it. Okay. Thirdly, there needs to be better regulation of the utilities. Right now, there's a patchwork of uh, regulation, frankly, very little regulation, mostly self-regulation. It's done at the state level, the federal level. We think there needs to be a strengthened FERC, and there needs to be more regulation and demanding that our civilian infrastructure be held to military-grade standards. And what's the fourth one? Okay, so the fourth one is there should be an effort to move towards decentralized power, a utilization of microgrids going forward. Yep. Fifth, there needs to be federal support for any local initiatives. Frankly, a lot of these issues can be handled at a local level. Uh, people in Rock Hill, South Carolina have shown how this can be done, San Antonio, but there needs to be funding for that. Great. Well, let's watch the ending because your movie ends with a very hopeful ending and then we'll wrap up. My most important job uh, is that of a husband and a dad. I think about my wife and four kids we are so blessed in this country with the infrastructure that we have uh, that make modern life possible. The grid is protectable, it's fixable. We can actually do this if we set our minds at it. And we have to have the courage to do the right thing and give people hope to know that there is a future for our children and their children. There have been times in our nation's history when the American people have stepped up and critical changes were made for the good which saved our country in dark times. The nation rallied during World War II when private industry turned factories into an incredible war machine that defeated the evils of Adolf Hitler and his Nazi regime. Under President Eisenhower, the national system of interstate highways changed the way our country conducts business. The Civil Rights Movement demonstrated our nation's ability to rise up against institutional racial segregation. Martin Luther King couldn't do it alone, but the Million Man March and tens of millions of Americans standing up created a movement to abolish it. Taking action against seemingly insurmountable odds is part of our DNA. We, the people of the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, as we've done so often before, need to step up and demand that we have a reliable and defensible power grid so that our families can continue to thrive. This can be done, but it will require a courageous movement of America's citizens. Visit grid-down.com today Spread the word and act to protect your family and our country. Failure has never been an option for America. We got this, America. Choose power up, not grid down. David, thanks so much for making that movie. It's powerful. Where can people learn more about the movie? Okay, they can go to griddownpowerup.com, and they can reach out to me personally at dtice at tice.com. Okay, and how about investing? I know you've got Gold Fund and you've got the best gold managers. Tell us where can people learn more about that? Okay, they can, again, reach out to me uh, directly at dtice.com. All right, we'll bring you back and we'll talk about gold for on another program. Here, here's the thing. 
Everything we talked about is going to be in our free economic battle plan. You can get it at economicwarroom.com. You need a financial advisor to help you navigate all of this, and you can learn there about that at economicwarroom.com as well. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room. Thank you.